born to die He might give eternal life That I might live Then rose again Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment. But first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. For Jesus saved my soul that night. Alrighty, good to have you tonight. It's uh, Thanksgiving Day week. We should all learn to give thanks to the Lord. A psalm of thanksgiving. A psalm of thanksgiving. Psalm 75, 1 says, Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. A lot of times, we, we're, we're just gimme, 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 but the Lord likes to hear every once in a while, Hey, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank the Lord for what you have. But I want you to take your Bible and turn to the 100th Psalm. The 100th Psalm, I want you to read it with me here in verse 1. Read it out loud with me. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generation. Isn't that a great psalm? It really is. There are seven things that I believe from these verses that we could be thankful for and should be. You'll notice there in verse 3 where it says, Know ye that the Lord... He is God. He is God. Did you know, we might know that there is a God, but we would not know that Jehovah is God. The Lord. He is God. L-O-R-D, caps, is a reference to Jehovah himself. And this is because God hath revealed himself unto us. We have a book that's, Revealing the will of God. I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. Yea, the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of God, say the Spirit of man which is within him. Even so the things of God no man can know except the Spirit of God dwell within him. And then we compare spiritual things by spiritual means and we know things that the natural man does not know because the things of God are spiritually discerned. So we have a book that reveals to us 
the mind of God, the way of God. And so we are very fortunate that we have such a wonderful book that we can read and know about the true and living God. The next thing here is the word creation. And that is in verse 3, if you look there, it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. Now I know sometimes we hear about, I'm a self-made man. Yeah. There was a couple of these, uh, you know, scientists, atheists. They said, we can do anything that so-called God could have done. We can make man from the dust of the earth. So they thought they would just have a contest. And they wanted to show that they could take dirt and make a man. So they reached down there to get them some dirt. And a voice out of heaven said, get your own dirt. They couldn't even start because they couldn't even make dirt, let alone a man. God can make the dirt. And God can take a body and form it from the dirt of the ground and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. Man becomes a living soul. Look there in the 139th Psalm. Hold your place right here. But the 139th Psalm. And you'll get a glimpse of just what David understood. Look how smart this guy was. Now, you know, either God gave him this wisdom, or he was a mighty smart man. I, I think God could have intervened and told him some wonderful things. But what I want you to see about what God hath done, look down in verse 13. Verse 13, For thou hast possessed my reins, Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. So he's saying that God knew me when I was in my mama's womb, and God's the one that formed my body. He says in verse 14, get what he says. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Believe me, God made me. God made me. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest part of the earth. Thine eye did see my substance yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written. Means it probably every hair of your head too. Which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. How precious also, get this, are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. In other words, the God thinking about me. You think God has a, a lot of things on his mind. He got a lot of things to think about. And then to realize God is up in heaven thinking about me. Did you know that when Christ went to the cross, when he was on the cross, what? I was on his mind. First time I ever heard that song, a lady from Lee Patton's church got up there and sung that song. I had never heard it before. And I loved that song. I fell in love with it. When he was on the cross, I was on his mind. And that God so loved the world, and there's nobody that he loved more than me, but he loves me. He loves me. He loves you. And if that is true, then he has to think about me. He, if he died for my sin, then he had to think about me and my sin. 
He has all these thoughts. And God thinks about them. If I should count them, they're more in number than the sands. When I wake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God, and so on. Now look at verse 23. You and I are supposed to believe that God made us. He made us. So we examine ourselves and see, is there any wicked way in me? Is there anything in my life that would hinder me from being what I should be with my heavenly Father? Look what he says in verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This is what God wants you and I to do. God created us. So when you are thankful, you should be thankful that God hath revealed himself. I guess we can be thankful that God made us. Take a look in the 19th Psalm. The 19th Psalm. Uh, this is a mighty good Psalm. It kind of lets us know who, who's running things around here. In verse 1 of the 19th Psalm, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. To believe, believe it or not, that every day, the rotation of the year, the sun, the moon, star, all that teaches things. I believe in the very beginning, before they had the Word of God, they all taught lessons. I believe the 12 signs of the zodiac is not a wicked, evil thing. I believe astrology has ruined it, but God, in the beginning, I believe God started it. I believe they have signs, and they meant things. And you can study the signs of the zodiac, and there is actually it's like the gospel in the stars. But anyway, in verse 3, he says, There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, their words to the end of the world. And them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun. Just think how big the sun is. It'll be 93 million miles away from the earth. This big old ball of fire. And yet think of how many stars there are. And how big they are. And yet he was able to place this one here and place that one there and did this. and the, All the stars all over the universe. Everywhere. Have you ever wondered what's at the end of the end? At the end of space, what's out there then? Is there no end to anything? It's all interesting to me. But then he says the, the sun. Every day when the sun goes through the heavens, it's like a strong man running to win a race. And then it, lo and behold, it comes back to where it started and does it again. Because God has a course. And he says there in verse 4, Their line has gone throughout the earth. And their words to the end of the world. To them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom cometh out of his chamber and rejoices a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect. So he gets into the word. So God made the world to reveal God. And God made his word to reveal God. So if the world was made by God and the word was given by God, then the world and the word should agree. And it does. Evolution doesn't agree with the world and the teaching of evolution doesn't agree with God. It doesn't agree with the word. Evolution must be wrong. It is. But the law of the Lord is perfect. Talking about his word. And God has given it to us. Now look at verse 11. I want you to see this. Moreover, by them is thy servant, get this, 
warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. So there is the reason why God has given to us His Word and revealed these things unto us. Because we are His creation. He not only made us, but He has a purpose for our creation. And that's why we study the Word of God to see what is it that God wants us to know. Now look down in verse 14. He says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be, and you ought to underline this word, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So we have in the word of God an admonition that though he made the world, he also made us. And he gave us his word, which is perfect. And by it, we are warned and that we are going to be rewarded based upon what we do with the word that we've heard. So as an individual, I am supposed to learn and to do that which is acceptable in God's eyes. So we often do what we think is acceptable to us. You know, it pleases me. It's what I want to do. It's my life. Yep, but it belongs to God. Number three, manifestation. In verse five, there in the hundredth Psalm, it makes the statement, God is good. Did you know that for you to serve the Lord and to be happy serving the Lord, to be pleased in serving the Lord, you have to believe that God is good. If you don't believe that God is good, you'll have a serious problem walking with Him. I have lived long enough to see and to believe with all my heart, God is a good God. What if God had been a bad God? What if God had been a mean God? But the Bible says God is good. In the book of Acts, it talks about Jesus Christ, and everywhere he went, he went about doing good. Just doing good. Sometimes you may not get a chance to witness to somebody, but you can still do good. Sometimes you don't always get a chance to just challenge somebody to serve the Lord, but you can still do good. Just do good by people. Be kind, because that's what God is. Be loving, because God is loving. Be forgiving, because God is forgiving. But God is good. David said this, and I want you to see this because it's so good. Hold your place right here and just look there in the 23rd Psalm. Most of the time, we always use the 23rd Psalm at a, a funeral. But since nobody's dying here tonight, as I know of, I want you to look at this as David gave it because he was a, a shepherd and he had sheep. And he says, the Lord is my shepherd. So in verse 1 of the 23rd Psalm, he says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Want for what if the Lord's your shepherd? Then you trust the shepherd to lead you, to guide you, provide for you. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. And look in verse 6. This is what David said. Surely goodness and mercy 
shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord temporarily forever. So David knew that he was going to be with the Lord forever. But he also knew that he wasn't there yet. And going through this life is going through the valley of the shadow of death. Because at this time, all of us live under the shadow of dying. We don't know if we're going to die or if the rapture is going to take place. We all hope that the rapture takes place and we all get out of here without feeling any pain. I've never died before and I just don't want to hurt. But I believe that God can give you dying grace. Grace that you need for that moment. It's called new grace. Grace for the moment. The strength, the grace, the power to do the will of God at the hour that you need it the most. So I don't have to worry about it. I just believe God will say, look, look at all the other saints that have already faced it and gone to heaven. If they can face it, we can face it. And there's no reason for us to fear. I was thinking, as far as the Lord goes, I believe I knew the Lord better than my mom. I believe I know the Lord better than my two sisters that have already died. And they can handle it. And they knew they were dying. Surely, God will give me the grace that I need at that moment too. And I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And he will lead me and guide me into still waters, restoreth my soul. All these things that he's going to do for us, all because we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. He is our shepherd. Remember one time I preached a sermon on the great shepherd, the good shepherd, and um, I uh, added in there the chief shepherd, the three kinds of shepherds. Uh, because of who Christ is and what he's done for us. Look at number four. Number four there in the 100th Psalm is it says, We are his people. We ought to know who we are. This is our redemption. Because in order to be his people, then we need to be redeemed. And to be redeemed, then somebody had to buy us. Somebody had to make a payment for us. So you and I can look at it and say, yes, we believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, paid for all the sins of the world, and by faith alone, I have been redeemed into the family of God. God has done this for me. So I can be thankful that God hath revealed himself through his son, Jesus Christ, in coming into the world, and that uh, he uh, created me. I'm thankful that I have a chance to live. I have enjoyed my so far 68 years of life. I don't know how much time God's going to give me. It might be I'm on the downhill side of life. But then I might live to be, I mean, after all, Abraham, he lived to be 175 years old. Remember, he, he, he was old and an old man, and he couldn't even have a child. And then... Lord had to strengthen his body, and then he wound up, after Sarah got married again and had some more kids. Lived to be 175. Lot thought he was, I mean, uh, not Lot, uh, Job thought he was going to die. And yet God gave him some more kids and some more kids and some more kids and some more kids, grandkids. To the fourth generation after that. And he says that he died full of age. Well, of course, that old. 
They say that, uh, you know, cheese gets better with age. I, I don't really know. Somebody tried to tell me that wine gets better with age. I wouldn't know that either. But I do believe that we ought to enjoy life. We ought to enjoy life. God has been good to us. God is a good God. And I can be thankful for all the things that he brought into my life. Yes, I can look back and I can see a trail of tears. I've had a lot of times when I have spent time just crying to the Lord. You know, whining a little bit to the Lord. You ever whine? I've done a lot of that. But God's always brought me through. He's always brought me through. I couldn't always see how he's going to do it, but I always believed. God's a good God. I don't know how he's going to do it. God's a good God. And he knows who I am. He knows I'm his child. I'm in his family. And he's good. And he loves me. And if I can just keep believing that, it didn't matter what happens. My heavenly father will walk with me. There's a song that I learned years ago called uh, Just Me and My Lord. Just me and my Lord walking together. Me and my Lord walking alone. Even though you can have a, a husband or a wife and you can have kids and go to church and you all know all the people, there's no substitute for just you and the Lord walking together. The Lord has to be real and precious to you. So he is our Redeemer. The number five, restoration, the sheep of his pasture. Now, if he's the, we're the sheep of his pasture, I mean, it's his responsibility to provide for us. You see, the shepherd would lead the sheep and provide the green grass and make sure that there was some still waters. And the shepherd was going to protect the sheep. You know, you can't find anything dumber than a sheep, maybe a turkey. But they are so naive. And that's why sometimes people might call you, you turkey. That's not a compliment. <laughs> I am not a sheep without a shepherd. I have one. I know his name. And when I hear his voice, I want to follow him. The next word is restoration. Sheep of his pastor, he restoreth my soul. You ever get tired and weary and worn? Isn't going to bed and resting such a wonderful invention? I love a bed. I love going to sleep. Eating and sleeping are two wonderful inventions of God. It is so enjoyable. But anyway, the word justification, his mercy, his mercy. He had mercy upon us, and his mercy, if it lasts forever, then it means I'm justified and I have mercy forever. See, once you're saved, you're always saved. Once you're forgiven, you're always forgiven. That's what's wonderful about the Lord. I have been redeemed. I'm justified just as if I never sinned. That's how I got to be part of his family. I've got a lot to be thankful for. I've often wondered if somebody had not led me to the Lord when I was 18 years old, what would have ever happened to me? What I would have done. Would I have lived this long? I am so glad. God has intervened in my life. And rung my bell. And I am so glad that I know the Lord. But I'm glad that he knows me. And I'm just thankful for that. Every person living in America ought to be so thankful. That we have the freedoms to believe. Like we believe. 
and that we can serve the Lord without persecution. But it's, we, we might lose that someday. But we, we have this moment. We ought to do what we can with what we have where we are. And God will bless us for it. The last word is inspiration. His truth endureth to all generation. His truth is His word. And the Bible says concerning His word, Thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. From the book of John in chapter 17. Sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. It is inspired to believe that the word of God didn't come from a man, but it came from God himself. And that you and I have such a wonderful book that we can read and study it and get as close to the Lord as we want to get. You can get as close to God as you want to. And nobody can stop you. You can be as holy of an individual, as godly of an individual as you want to be. You can be as dedicated to God as you want to be. Ain't that good? That's something everybody ought to be thankful for. But I believe that it's good to be thankful to the Lord and let other people know that you're thankful. And what are you thankful for? Because, you see, a lot of people are having a rough time. Some people may not have a job. Some people may be facing surgery. A lot of people have a lot of problems that they just don't know how they're going to solve. And something that you say about what God means to you could be such an uplifting element in their life. People need help. People need encouragement. I, I only got so many stories to tell. I can only say so much. But see, y'all got things that God has taught you. God's brought you through some things. But you keep serving the Lord and don't let anything in this world stop you from doing what God wants you to do with your life. Look up here. This hand represents you and me, and the wallet represents sin. We all have sin upon us. We're supposed to believe that it is He, God, that hath made us. And even though He did make us, He didn't make us a sinner. That's because we have some parents from down the road that decided to, to rebel against the Lord. And they sinned. And because they sinned, uh, they were given an old sinful nature. And that old sinful nature is why we commit all these sins. This does not make us a sinner. We do all these sins because we are a sinner. And the Bible says that uh, wages of sin is death, eternal separation from God in hell. But God loves us and wants us to have eternal life and to go to heaven. But we're separated from God. That separation God calls death. We're separated. But God loves us, and there's nothing we can do to save ourselves. This hand represents Jesus Christ. He's the Lord, God in the flesh. He came into the world because he loves us, hates our sin because it separates us from him. So Jesus Christ, who had no sin, did not have to die. He took our sins, paid for them on the cross, came back from the dead and said that if we would believe that he did it for us, that he'd put this payment to our account, and we get to go to heaven on what Jesus Christ did for us. I've trusted Christ as my Savior. I know that I'm going to heaven when I die. And I hope that you have. Do you believe that God is a good God? I believe He is a good God. And we need to be thankful because God is good.
Now, you may have bad things happen in your life, but God doesn't do bad things to us. If you're disobedient, God would allow chastening and so forth in your life. But if you're serving the Lord, those same things can happen to you, and it'll build your character, and it'll be a blessing to you. Based upon how you are between you and God, because of the things that happen. God knows what He's doing, and God loves you. And this is simply a psalm on Thanksgiving. Let's pray, shall we? Dr. Arnold has many items to help you in your walk with the Lord, including videos, books, tracks, outlines to hundreds of sermons, over 4,000 radio messages, and preaching schedule. Once again, feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. That's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound, and we will be changed, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace.